we walked for just a little ways and, uh, you know, we have flashlights, right? So we're looking at the trail. One of the guys just arbitrarily, you know, looks up with his flashlight and he sees eyes. Oh, dude. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. And so, you know, we, but we know enough to know like how to identify whether it's predator or prey. Okay. And, uh, hundred percent predator. Oh no. Hey guys, thank you so much for joining us today. My name is Josh Weir and I'm here uh, having a conversation and kind of want to hear the story of Derek and kind of how he got started with life, what uh, where you came from, where you went to school, that sort of thing. So uh, yeah, let's, let's hear about it, man. It's really exciting to finally be doing this. You know, yeah. we've been talking about it for several months and, and now we're here getting started. So, you know, I'm really looking forward, you know, on the podcast, just kind of, you know, engaging in, uh, interesting conversation, uh, adding value to whoever, you know, whoever decides to listen. Um, and also kind of telling the story of our firm, how we got started. Um, yeah. And inviting people from the community. Perfect, man. Well, I'm excited. I know we've been talking about this for a while now, so I'm just, I'm excited to finally be doing it. <laughs> um, so because we're brand new, we're just starting this thing. I want you to kind of give us a brief sort of uh, intro to yourself. So if you want to just give our listeners just a, a brief idea and just kind of who are you, what do you do, that sort of thing. Yeah. So uh, from the sort of the perspective of the podcast, you know, I'm the managing partner of Gaddis Premier Wealth Advisors. And you know, I've been doing this probably, well, I haven't been the, the managing partner for a long time, but I've been in the industry probably eight or nine years now. Uh, collectively as a firm, though, we've got like 200 years of experience. So lots of, lots of experience that we're hoping to, to bring to the podcast and, um, yeah. Very cool. Very cool. Um, so quick thing, last time you and I spoke, yeah. you mentioned you're going on a trip, a backpacking trip. Yes. Where, where was that again? Yeah. So we went on a, I think it ended up being like 56 and a half mile, uh, multi-day, multi-night backpack trip from, uh, Wolf, Wolf, uh, Wolf Creek. So like Pagosa Springs area. Which, uh, which state is this? Sorry. Colorado. Colorado. Okay. Got yeah. It. Cool. Yeah. And then we hiked like north and then east up into uh, the Rio Grande Reservoir, which is just like northeast, uh, northwest of Creed, Colorado. Man, 56 so, miles. Yeah, that's awesome. Dude. Okay. So any like any cool, crazy stories, anything you want to <laughs> share with everyone? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So we were, you know, we were, we were talking about this before the podcast. Uh, you know, the first two days were pretty uneventful. Yeah. Um, you know, we had it slated out where, uh, we were going to hike like 10 miles, 11 miles, 13 miles, then 16 or 17, kind of give or take. Right. And it's a very, very remote area. So water, I think it was the second day, uh, we'd never crossed water the entire day. Okay. And so you kind of plan out your, your camping spots for when you're going to cross water so you can rehydrate, refuel, cook your food, you know, all the important stuff. So hike the first two days, nothing really eventful happened. You know, we were above 10,000 feet the entire time. So in between 10,000 and just shy of 13,000 feet. Yeah. And we're like at 800 in Texas, right? Yeah. Like 600. <laughs> I think my, my watch tells us it's like 656 feet. Jeez. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> just, just for perspective. Cause that's, it's really high. <laughs> yeah. So we went a day early, we got acclimated yep. uh, and then we kind of set it on our trip. So first two days, just extremely uneventful. Nothing, you know, nothing really noteworthy happened. And then the third day. Uh, we're, we're kind of coming up on a, coming up on a ridge and, you know, 
you know, 12,000 feet, you can, you have pretty good perspective. And so we, we look off in the distance and there's a forest fire. Dude. And so, you know, we can see the smoke. Uh, it looks like it's going pretty good uh, based on the smoke. Oh, my gosh. Uh, based on the lack of smoke in the air, like way up high, you know, it looks like it kind of, it, like, it looks like it just started. Okay. Yeah, you know, we haven't, okay. we haven't seen it. So um, crazy enough, you know, one of the guys on the trip had uh, limited service at like one bar of LTE. And so he was able to, uh, to call patches through to, I think it was like the Pueblo, like emergency office or something. We called 911 and uh, they told us we were probably seeing uh, a fire and come to find out, we think it was not the fire that they told us we were seeing. Oh, it was a different one. Yeah, it was a different one. So, you know, at that point we just, we kind of had to make a decision, you know, were we going to, were we going to push through or were we going to go back? This is like, let's see, 26, 27 miles into the trip. So, you know, going back is um is not that great of an option yeah i mean that like that's a long ways <laughs> you can't just like step back like a couple of feet to go back you know where you started yeah that's exactly. crazy yeah. yeah wow yeah so we decided to push through and uh you know based on where we where we had thought the fire was where the trail was going uh you know we were gonna we were gonna walk right in front of this thing and so we we pushed through and you know we ended up so we knew it was gonna get dark right before we even finished the hike for the day. Oh, and so we end up, you know, we around the corner, we kind of know where we're at. We have two more, um, like two, two more ups and downs, get the first one done, um, go down, uh, get ready to ascend the second one. And it's pitch black. Like the moon, um, the moon was in a weird cycle where it was, it was coming up at like one or two o'clock in the morning. Mm-hmm. So there's no moon, nothing but stars. And, uh, I mean, you can see, uh, you can see the Milky Way. It was, Dude. it was fantastic. Like you can see the big dipper, the Milky oh way. And so we, we keep hiking, we keep pushing on. And, you know, we, that was probably nine or 10 o'clock at night. We find ourselves like on top, on top of this ridge. It's called Squall Pass. Okay. And so we're on top of this thing. It's not the middle of the night yet. But it's pretty, pretty darn close. Wind's blowing. Um, we have nothing but like our headlamps and our lights and you notice like this stuff falling and it's like, well, what, like, what is this? Oh, it's like, no. it's the ash from this fire. Dude. And like the only consolation was we couldn't see the glow of the fire. So it's like, okay, maybe we're, maybe we're not that close. Sure. So anyway, so we, so we start coming down the mountain. Finally, we start getting off this ridge. I mean, the, the wind's been blowing the whole time, like 30, 40 miles an hour. It's just miserable. Was it's, it cold? Yeah, it was cold. It okay, got down okay. to almost freezing almost every night. Oh my gosh. Okay. Yeah. And so we get off this ridge and, uh, you know, now we're finally getting down off the mountain, kind of getting back into the trees a little bit. We walked for just a little ways and, uh, you know, we have flashlights, right? So we're looking at the trail. One of the guys just arbitrarily, you know, looks up with his flashlight and he sees eyes. Oh, dude. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. And so, you know, we, but we know enough to know, like, how to identify whether it's predator or prey. Okay. And uh, 100% predator. Oh, no. Yeah. So we we have determined that we best think it's, it was a mountain lion. Dude. And so I, I, I kind of jump off the trail and like just try to startle this thing. So I yell, yeah. And it doesn't blink. Oh, my gosh. Like it's just <laughs> stone cold staring us in the face and it's dark and it's dark and all we can see are eyes oh my god so so we we take off we keep we keep walking and this thing like gets up 
and starts walking beside us. It's probably 75 yards away from us, but it's, but it's, 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 it's walking beside us. And so of course we're, we're on high alert from that point forward. So obviously we take, we take firearms for protection whenever we go bear spray. Um, so we were on high alert for quite a while. Um, walk down the mountain a little farther, see another set of eyes. Oh, <laughs> so we must've been in like some sort of mountain lion, uh, refuge yeah. or habitat or something. Um, but you anyway, <laughs> yeah, long story short, we stopped at 1218 after 24 miles. So we walked 24 miles that day. We had close to a mile of elevation gain and I don't know how much elevation we lost, but you know, so that made for, you know, we slept, I don't know how many hours I slept that night. It was not, it was not a good night's sleep. Yeah. Woke up next morning and there's like a, there's a mole, like trying to come up to the bottom of my tent. Oh. Like, so I'm <laughs> playing like whack-a-mole. Yeah. We had, we had a situation a couple of years ago where we slept on this area where there were a bunch of moles Okay, and a bunch of the guys had, had this instance where, you know, these moles were trying to come up out of the ground and they were <laughs> under their tent. Oh and so it was. It was wild. So up until that point, it was pretty uneventful. Yeah. But that entire day was uh, was wild. Jeez, that's that's an adventure, man. It was. It was. It was. It was a lot of fun. But Dude, that's so cool. That's a. Uh, that's why we do it. It's to get away. To yeah. you know. To 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 reset. To gain perspective on life. And I'm sure it's it really day. nice to be like just tuned out of like having like your phone in front of you all the time and like just yeah. kind of putting technology down and just really getting to enjoy nature and i would probably say in that case probably a lot of time with god i would would imagine yeah there's a lot of time for reflection you know especially middle of the night on top of the mountain you know it's just it's a very um it's very remote environment right you know nobody you know we had we had one of the gentlemen that that went with us and he had a he had a gps where he could you know kind of send a message out let everybody know we were okay Okay. um but other than that like Nobody's coming for you. Yeah, you're just kind of out there. Yeah, you're kind of out there on your own. So, you know, this was by far the farthest we've ever hiked. You know, total, I think it was 56 and a half miles. Uh, Yeah, when you get done with that, you 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 really feel like you did something. Yeah, I could imagine. Because I mean, so I think I told you this. I was in Colorado, I think, like a few weeks before you went. Yeah, yeah, you went to Woodland Park, which we we ended our trip in Woodland Park. Perfect. Okay, cool. So, I, I didn't really get like, well... I didn't get like sick or anything, but you can yeah. definitely tell just yeah. walking, you get a little winded because yeah. the elevation difference is just, it's just crazy. So I could only imagine 56 yeah. miles yeah. Yeah, you, at that and, elevation. Yeah. And you just, get, I mean, it, it takes a little while to acclimate, but once you get acclimated, like you're, you know, you're pretty good. Your body adapts pretty yeah. fast. And that's, yeah, that's the cool thing too. Cause I was yeah. actually talking to uh, one of the guys that went with you about it. Yeah. And cause I was thinking, I was like, is there any like long-term effect from living up here? And it's like, well, no, your body just adjusts. Yeah. Like it just acclimates to it. Yeah. And I just think that's such a cool yeah. thing that our body can like adapt that way. Yeah. yeah you get, you get more red blood cells. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, you yeah. get more red blood cells, which those are the blood cells that carry oxygen to your, right. to your okay. body. So that's super cool. Wow. Heck yeah. Dang. Okay. Well, um, I want to kind of transition into talking sure. about um, really like your story. Yep. Um, and kind of going from, I would say, like where you went to school. Yep. And even we can even go back even down to like, what did you want to do when you were little? Like, what was like, what was it you wanted to do when you grew up? That kind of thing. And I want to kind of go through sort of your journey and yeah. how you landed where you are now. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's it's hard to go back to. You know, like what I wanted to do when I was a kid. I'm sure standard kid answers, right? Sure. Like policeman, firefighter, sure. 
um, you know, cool jobs like that. Yeah. I doubt five-year-old Derek ever dreamed of being a financial advisor or doing a podcast. Like when I, I mean, when I was five, you know, we didn't have cell phones, we didn't have internet, you know, nothing like that. It'll make you feel, make you feel old. Yeah. Yeah. It's changed. Things have changed a lot. Yeah. Um, you know, when I went to college, so I went to college at OSU. Okay. Uh, my wife and I met in Stillwater. I grew up in a very small, not, not a very small town, small towns relative. Like my wife grew up in a very small town. Uh, I think she graduated with under 30, wow. 30, give or take, give or take plus or minus. Um, you know, I graduated, I went to a town, I lived in a town of 5,000 people, uh, graduated with just about almost a hundred people and then went to school at Stillwater OSU, which was about 30 minutes from the town that I grew up in. Um, you know, probably just really went to, went to school at OSU just because of the proximity to home, yeah. you know, it was really close to home, pretty convenient, you know, major university. When I started school at OSU, uh, I was pre-physical therapy major. So I, I played a lot of sports in high school. Oh, what did, like, what was your go-to? Yeah. So, you know, I started, um, played baseball first, Okay. Uh, then, you know, got into football and then, and then wrestling was probably my go-to. So I wrestled awesome. a lot a lot through high school okay awesome yep. awesome okay. so so i was really into sports yeah, like sure. i still love and that's even um still a passion point of mine today is i uh, just love being physically active love doing things uh hence the you know the the hiking trip so keeps me keeps me busy keeps me active um you know through the course of through, the, through that coursework you know I, you know when you're that age i mean do you really do you really know what you want to do you really don't even if, even though you think you do like truly and you're going to college you're paying all this money to go to school for this thing, but you really have no idea. No, you just no don't idea. know. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I transitioned to, um, to education. I was going to be a teacher. Okay. So I was going to be a, a math or a science teacher, um, which I still love. And that's something I really incorporate into what I do today is sort of that heart of a teacher, uh, really try to educate, you know, one of the things that even here at the office that we try to make, you know, a, a core focus of our, of our meetings are, is we want to educate our clients to make decisions that are in their best interest, right? If I can equip them to do things that are in their best interest, like they don't even, you know, they might decide to use our services, but they don't, you know, they don't need us. Um, there are a lot of things professionally that that we do that sort of add value to that. But, um, but anyway, so education, and then, you know, through again, I made a I made a, a third transition, which was my final transition, uh, and I ended up being a finance major. Okay. So now what was it that like got you, like wh what got you there? Yeah. Um, what, what, like, what was it that you like, Oh, you know what? I'm going to do finance. What was it that kind of crossed that, that bridge? <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I've, I've always sort of had a, had a propensity towards numbers and spreadsheets and, uh, just, I've always kind of like, like math yeah. and I was very fortunate in college. I had some really good, some really good mentors, you know, we had Bible studies before we went to work once a week. And that mentor had a friend who, who was a, a math teacher at, at, uh, at high school. He was a, a math teacher in high school. And he gave me this book and I actually brought it just to have reference to it. So it's Money, Possessions, and Eternity. Okay. And it's by a guy named Randy Alcorn. And, you know, with that book, you know, it really kind of opened my eyes to how much the Bible has to say about money. Yeah. Uh, which is quite a lot, uh, yeah. quite a lot. 
Um, not to misquote the book, but I think there's like 2,300 passages in scripture that, that reference money, uh, which is more than any, any other topic, yeah. hands down. So what that did is, and then that really just kind of gave me insight on how to manage my personal finances, mm. right? There was never any, I didn't even know people, you know, were paid or compensated or were able to have a career being financial advisors. So, you know, at that point, that just helped me get a handle on my personal finances, aligning them with scripture. Like what does the Bible say about money? Uh, and then it wasn't until, you know, several years into my professional career that I decided to make the transition to being, to being a financial advisor. Very cool. Very cool. So, so you would say you, you kind of saw, um, the way that that impacted your life personally and would, is that kind of what made you want to be able to do that for others or? Yeah. I mean, that's, that's, that's pretty generous, I think. <laughs> okay. Okay. That's fair. <laughs> you know, that's fair. Uh, yeah. I would, I would like to say that, you know, I, I saw what this did in my life and had this just, you know, this, you know, clouds open, light shines yeah. down, yeah. you know, word from, word from God. And, and that's what I did. Um, it was, it was quite a bit messier than that. It was a process. It was a process. It wasn't like an instant I'm fixed kind of thing. That's right. Yeah. 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 So, you know, my wife and I, we, we, we got married in 2009. I like dating that. Cause if I'm wrong, it's on, it's recorded <laughs> for the world to see. Um, don't, don't, we'll, don't <laughs> we'll, we'll say the year, we won't say the date. <laughs> um, and so, you know, we got married, the, the gentleman that married us, he, he made us agree, you know, give him, give him our word that we would take uh, Dave Ramsey's Financial Peace University. Okay. Um, so we got married here in Durant, and then we moved to New Mexico uh, to go to work. And so whenever we got there, we couldn't, you know, we couldn't find any, any classes that were being facilitated. So sort of a testament to, to my wife's integrity, uh, she said, Derek, we should facilitate a class. And I said, well, Carol, I think that sounds like a wonderful idea. I'll help you. Wow. I'll be there for you, honey. Yeah. Right. Like if, you know, if anyone, if anyone comes and has like a really hard question, I'll be there to answer it. Yeah. And I think that the fact that we're having this conversation and this is what I do for a living, it's proof that God has a sense of humor. Yeah. Right. So obviously I don't know if I should say obviously, but I was changed by far more, um, by taking Financial Peace University, you know, we really, uh, our finances, you know, had gotten to a place and we were newly married, right? We hadn't been married long. So it really helped us to get off on the right, on the right track. Um, but our finances were not in a place that, that were good. Uh, fortunately, you know, we had a, had a big hole. We had big shovels too. Yeah. So we were able to, to write our situation fairly quickly, uh, which that actually allowed me to quit my job. So, you know, we paid off all of our debt except our house and we didn't need two incomes. Fortunately for us, you know, we were both, we were both, um, very well compensated for what we did at that point in our lives. And so we were able, I was able to, to quit, yeah. retire. Really? Yeah. When I was that How young. old? Well, I'm not like, that's a joke. Oh, okay. I, 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 <laughs> yeah. I took you literally. Yeah. It would, it would be wonderful. I was like, wow, okay. Uh, yeah. I'm not independently wealthy. <laughs> okay. Hey, I mean, you know. But, but I did, I did make a transition. Okay. And so, cool. you know, I wish I could say I knew what I was going to do when I, when I quit, yeah. but, but I didn't, Yeah. you know? And so we, we agreed, my wife and I agreed that, you know, I should quit and, you know, decide to, to sort of 
pursue something that I was more passionate about. And so you know, I tried several different things, uh, several other entrepreneurial endeavors, and uh, they were not successful. Um, one of them, I remember one gentleman saying, Derek, you know, you just, you think too much. And I was like, well, maybe I should do something that requires me to think. Mm-hmm. And, you know, again, digging, 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 doing research. And I told Carol, I said, hey, I think, I think people get paid to be financial advisors. Like maybe I should, maybe I should look into that. Yeah. And, you know, the second, the second I was able to look into it, like, it's like God just kind of started opening doors and opportunities and I was able to, you know, successfully transition into, into this career. So that's awesome. It's a good time. And I think that's a good testament to, um, well, I, I guess even an encouragement to other people that are struggling financially Yeah. and not just even like on income, but on a basis of like managing it and being, you know, um, wise with it really, I guess the, the, the cliche to say like to, to use it wisely to, you know, to steward it, um, that you can come from a place that you're not great at that and you're not in a good position. Right. And then your story, I yeah. mean, you're now a financial advisor, Yep. but you weren't always that way. But that's a cool, I think, I think that's a cool like progression, you know? Yeah. And I, and I think, you know, one of the things that we talked about, you know, as we were sort of brainstorming what we were going to talk about, sure. you know, it really kind of spurred the thought in me, um, you know, with my story or, you know, the, the path that I took, you know, when I was able to, to align, you know, my finances with what the Bible has to say, you know, I gained freedom, yeah. right? I was able to, I was able to make a successful transition from, um, a career that I was not passionate about, mm-hmm. wasn't a bad career, um, but a career that I was not passionate about into something that, that I was really passionate about. Yeah. And so, you know, for me, you know, freedom has always been, has always been a core value. Yeah. I remember when, again, when we were brainstorming in that same meeting yeah. and, um, you had talked about how it's not just a transformation of finances, but yeah. it's an all encompassing like change of life. Yeah. Right. So like it's freedom, not just financially. Yeah. Talk a little bit about that. Yeah. So, um, you know, sort of, sort of bringing congruency to, you know, the financial aspect and then, you know, other, other parts of your life, you know, typically what I have found, um, finances are, are downstream of other things, okay. right? Yeah. So, you know, if someone, and if someone inherits a large amount of money mm-hmm. and let's say they have, let's take, let's take a lottery winner, for example, sure. yeah, that's probably the easiest, you know, when someone wins a lottery in a very short period of time, they're back to where they started. They yeah. burn, they burn through the money. Yeah. I've heard about that. Yeah. Or the opposite, like let's say someone is very charitably inclined and they come into a lot of money, well, they become a philanthropist. So a lot of times money is just, uh, money is downstream of of any sort of discipline that you have in your life. So hmm, that's good. Yeah. Dang. I love that, man. Yeah. And we see that all the time, you yeah. know, in our industry. Yeah. Good and the bad. Dude, I love that. Yeah. So you're, you mean, it's about transforming lives, not just finances. And the finances just kind of come with that change of life. Yeah. And, and I think it can, it's almost like a chicken and the egg thing, right? If you, if you can develop the discipline to do a budget or to get in shape physically, whatever, whatever area of your life you want to develop discipline around, that'll cascade into other areas, right? So if, if, if you and your spouse can get together on a budget, well, 
what else can you get together on? Yeah, that's that's good. Right. And yeah. so the budget, I mean, even biblically speaking, like this, like finances, like that's like entry level stewardship. Right. If you yeah. can't if you can't handle your finances, then you know, you're not gonna be entrusted with mm. with much more. Um, so yeah, I do think that there's there's a there's a there's a strong um, congruency between managing your finances well yeah. and then that overflowing into into other areas of your life. That's so good. I yeah. love that. So obviously your relationship with God, your, your faith yeah. has has had an effect on um, your professional life, on your business. Let me ask this. Do you think the morals and ethics of being a man of faith, <laughs> is that an advantage or is it a disadvantage in the business world? Oh, man. Yeah, I, <laughs> I, I read this question and it's a it's a tough one. Like, I think whether it's an advantage or a disadvantage is irrelevant. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, it kind of is what it is. Ultimately, I think it's an advantage yeah. uh, because I've, I, I do feel that if we if we align our you know our morals and our ethics according to Scripture, and I think we can even see this in like the Jewish faith, like they're just they're just blessed because yeah. they align their they align their lives yeah. with the Scripture. Uh, so I do think it is an advantage, but is it? Is it easy? No. Um, so I do think there's there's a level of difficulty, and it's kind of like you know what what's the you know one of the things that we talk about in investments is time horizon, mm-hmm. or what's the time horizon of your investment? Well, in this in this conversation, it's you know what's the time horizon for the decision we're making, right? If we make if we make decisions based on a short time horizon, well that that could lead us to to make decisions that are counter to um, our faith or that are not of integrity. But, you know, whenever we move that time horizon out, like I think you will, you will always be in an advantageous position when you maintain your integrity. And there's always, I mean, you're always going to have opportunities to make decisions that are in line and of integrity mm-hmm. uh, or that are not. And I mean, I think that's, that's not even business. That's just in our personal lives. Yeah, yeah. There's always going to be something that's that's either right or wrong. Yeah. I love that you went to integrity because that's yeah. that's where I was going to chime in. Was yeah. like I think even the component of integrity because that's all over in scripture. That's all over in just our yeah. walk with God is integrity. Yep. And I think there's a natural pull when you are a man of integrity and you run a business out of integrity. Yeah. I think that just naturally pulls whether they're believers or not. It's going to pull people in because they know they can trust you. Yeah, there's a trust that's built through integrity. So, I, yeah, that's perfect. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. I that. agree. I mean, even if even if even if I give someone an answer that they don't want to hear, yeah, they know they can trust it. Yeah, because you're you're a man of integrity. Yep, and you're honest. Yeah, yes, absolutely. Definitely I love that. So, um, I know one other thing you told me about when we first met was well, referencing back to the fact that you did wrestling in high school. Yeah, okay. yeah. Um, you mentioned that you do jiu-jitsu. Yeah. Let's hear a little bit about that. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, jiu-jitsu, you know, I think jiu-jitsu has really, has really picked up in the last couple of years. Yeah. It might be my bias just cause I'm, I'm kind of in the middle of it, but, sure. but yeah, jiu-jitsu is probably my main hobby. You know, really? I love it. It's a, it's okay. a martial art. Uh, it originated in Japan. Um, and there were some, some, uh, there was a Brazilian family, uh, named the Gracies. And so they were, I think they were based out of like Rio de Janeiro area. And so they, they learned from, from the main, the main Japanese master. And then they had basically brought it to the United States. Um, but it's, it's grappling, very similar to wrestling. 
Okay. You know, the the only thing in you know in wrestling you're trying to pin your opponent. Like the yeah. objective is to is to get your opponent pinned to the mat. In jujitsu, the objective is to uh, choke or strangle oh, or joint lock. It's submission. So yeah. jujitsu is is submission based. Yeah. Um, you know, I would love like whenever we whenever we transition to like me hosting yeah i'd love to have a guy named kale he's the he's the gentleman that started the jujitsu gym uh, here in durant and you know we we started in his garage okay i started with a with another gentleman named david uh david's great dude he still he actually still comes to the gym started with david uh then a couple of us transitioned to the garage because that was in the morning so we were able to to roll it's what you call it we were able to roll in the morning uh and then we and we transitioned to, you know, the the real gym, which are actually in their second location now. Oh wow! And uh, really flourishing. Like yeah, that's so cool. Yeah, Durant has been uh, Durant has been very receptive uh, to jujitsu. That's really cool. Yeah. So you guys hear that? Be looking for that for that podcast for the yeah. episode. What was his name? Uh, Kale. Kale. Be looking yeah. for that because we're gonna we're gonna do an episode with him. That yeah. would be really cool. I yeah. think. Okay, let me ask this then. Do you think there's a connection between the physical discipline? Uh, and training such as jujitsu and running a business. So like, is there a correlation there? A hundred percent, a hundred percent. You know, I think, I mean, with anything you do, it's either, it's either death by a thousand cuts or victory by a thousand cuts, mm-hmm. right? You, um, I forget the, it's, uh, I forget the quote, uh, Winston Church. I think, I think it was Winston Churchill. Um, anyway, well, I don't know if I had to cut that or not, but, That's a um, th- there's a good quote. Yeah. You, the discipline and the doing the small things day in and day out, you know, there was, uh, again, Dave, Dave Ramsey, I was listening to him one time. This is one of my, my favorite books. So he was, um, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't bring it for the table here, but he was having a, he was having a meeting with a very successful businessman. Right. And he asked this businessman, he said, so what's like, what is the one book? Like if you had, if you had to recommend one book, what is it? And the guy's like, well, that's easy. And of course, Dave, his mind automatically jumps to, well, it must be the Bible. Like if it's that quick, it must be the Bible. Mm-hmm. And it was Aesop's Fable, hmm. Aesop's Fable, the tortoise and the hare. Really? Yeah. Okay. And so Dave goes and buys the book. He reads it. I don't get it. Reads it. I don't get it. Reads it. The turtle wins. Mm. Every time the turtle wins. And so, you know, same thing as in life, right? You Most people... Yeah. In jujitsu, most most people don't even make it to blue belt, and that's the first belt promotion you get. Okay, is blue belt. I think like ninety percent of people don't ever even make it to blue belt because they quit. Okay, right. But if you can stay consistent over a long period of time, you're going to be successful. Yeah. Again, I think the same is true in business or any endeavor in life. Yeah. You know, most people. I think when they think of entrepreneurs, you know, it's exciting, maybe sexy, like yeah. they, they, they see all this excitement. Sure. Well, I mean, from my opinion and most of the entrepreneurs I know, like you have to be able to do the boring yes. day in, yep. day out and not get distracted. Yes. And, and there is exciting and there is some stuff that's, that's a right. little sexy, Yeah. but most of it's not. No. It's boring it's and boring. you just got to keep doing it. Yeah. I love and that. you know that. I mean, oh, you, yeah. you started Absolutely. your own business. Absolutely. Doing yeah, this. Here we are. <laughs> yeah. So it's, yeah. it really is doing the boring day in and day out. Yeah. T- 
time and time again. Um, you know, when, when I first moved to Durant, I really, I had this vision that if, if I could, if I could help enough people, if people, you know, when they, when they think about money or if they have questions about money, if I could be seen as a resource, then I would be successful. And so I just started, I started teaching, uh, teaching classes locally, uh, Financial Peace University locally, uh, started um, teaching classes at some of the other entities here in town. And I mean, for, for free, hmm. just to be seen as a resource where people could call, they could ask, um, just be a point of contact. Man, that's super cool. Yeah. I love that. I love, I love that connection. That's, yeah, that's awesome, man. Um, let me ask this. Are there some core values or beliefs that you live your life by? Yeah. So Carol and I, my wife, we, we actually did this exercise, man, it might've been a year ago now, mm. uh, where we, where we identified, you know, we did like a big, we basically just did a brainstorm started with all the words that we felt like were within the realm of our core values. Right. And then we grouped those words and then we tried to find, you know, one word that defined all of them. So gratitude, freedom, integrity, and harmony. Yeah. And so those are, those are my wife and I's collective core values. Freedom is definitely core. And I, I say this, all joking aside, harmony is my wife's. Mm. Um, but there are aspects of harmony that I have that I've come to appreciate. Yeah. So, but freedom definitely, hundred percent, integrity, and and gratitude is something that that is is very much core to to who we are. Very cool, very cool. So let's connect it then to the firm. Sure. So then, what what are the core values of the firm? Yeah, now you're gonna make me remember. I actually printed this. I did. I didn't print this out, but I re-looked at this right before the right before the podcast. Um, you know, in integrity, work ethic, respect, integrity, work ethic, respect. We have five core values. There's more partners than there are with my wife and I. I, th I think you should have three, maybe four to core values. Um, you know, those are those are the main ones. Yeah. Cool. Very cool. Yep. Awesome, man. Um, what if any, and surely you have some goals. So what, like, what are your goals? Oh, I know man. this is so cliche. I, I know, yeah. but, but what are your goals for the next five, even to 10 years from now on, from now until then? What, what are your goals? Yeah. So, uh, I'm, I'm going to kind of flip this one around on you. So oh, okay. I really, I, I really did some reflecting on this, yeah. you know, when you asked what, what my goals were, mm -hmm. uh, you know, I am like high eight, high one on the Enneagram. You know, I've I've got goals, mm -hmm. and as a firm, I mean, we've got ten year, five year, mm -hmm. three year. Um, but I actually don't know if people. I mean, it's it's really more it's it's growth oriented, service oriented. And I, I read a book a while back, and I love this book. Mm -hmm. So this is funny too because one of my questions you saw yeah was the books, which right. neither of these are on there. Well, okay, yeah. <laughs> well, there you go. <laughs> um, you know, I, I really started thinking about mm -hmm. and reflecting, like, um, you know, cause five and ten years. So you know, my kids are, you know, nine, seven, and five. Mm -hmm. So in ten years, I mean, that's nineteen, seventeen, and fifteen. And I'm thinking, man. You know, so, so my mind really went towards, towards like a family orientation. Mm -hmm. uh, this by far, I don't know if the camera will pick that up. 
this is this is a fantastic book. So the boy, the mole, the fox, and the horse. And you know, there's also there's also a um, oh, it's beautiful. Yeah. So there's also a uh, like a slide deck that I have. It's called Purposive Drift. Hmm. It's it's phenomenal. Um, but really, I do think we should live our lives with purpose. Yeah. And we should be headed in that direction. Yeah. However, you know, a goal should really only stay the same as long as every single one of the underlying assumptions remains unchanged, which that's never going to happen. Yeah. Right. So I do think, you know, whenever I was thinking about the goals, this, this is, and my, my wife, I actually called my wife and she brought this book from the house. Um, so the premise of this book is you have a, you have a boy that is interacting with these, with these animals, with the mole, the fox and the horse. Mm-hmm. And he's, he asks the question, he says, what do you want to be when you grow up? And he's asking this of the mole. Yeah. Or no, sorry, excuse me. The, the mole is asking to the boy, what do you want to be when you grow up? Kind, mm. said the boy. Wow. And so, and then uh, the boy asks the mole, what do you think success is? Asked the boy to love, said the mole. And so, you know, and this, and this, I mean, this book is, it's, it's all it is. It's just, it's full of, yeah. of, of just this, this wonderful story of his interaction with those creatures. And, you know, I really think when I think of my 10 year, five year, three years, go, three year goals, um, I lean more towards that. Like what kind of, in 10 years, I want to have a good relationship with my children. Yeah. Like I'm not, I don't necessarily think like I am not my children's friend at this point of their life. I am their father, Mm. but I want to be a good father. Right. And so, you know, I do think you also asked, you know, what would, what would future you say to you in this podcast and just wonderful prompting questions, (laughs) you know, and I think for me, you know, it's easy, it's easy for me, um, as a guy approaching 40 to be very career minded and driven. And we have, don't, don't let me underplay this. Like we have been very blessed in our business. Um, we have wonderful partners and a great business, but it would be very easy for me to be consumed by that. Mm -hmm. And so for me, you know, even as I focus on, you know, my, my family, you know, those, those are the things I kind of want to focus on as far as my goals yeah. for the future. Um, well, it's like, why do it? That's if right. If it's not, if, if, right. if family isn't the priority, yeah. right? If being a good a good father, yeah. being a good provider, that's the whole reason for doing what you do, right? At, at the end of the day, those are the that's most right. important pieces, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah this is something I'm passionate yeah. about yeah. that allows me to provide for my family. Yeah. And I recently read a book. So you asked me about like three, yes, yes. The what, three top so books. I'll ask it. What okay. are three books or even, you know, it doesn't have to be three, but what are some books that you would love for our listeners yeah. to check out? So I yeah. love to read. I'm, I'm, I'm an avid, an avid reader. Yeah. Um, I'll go kind of in, in reverse order and end with the one that kind of connects back to this story. Um, so one, so my favorite genre is historical nonfiction. Um, the endurance which is the story of, of Shackleton's adventure to Antarctica. Phenomenal book. So that's one of the best historical nonfictions I've ever read. And then uh, what was the second one? Oh, Man's Search for Meaning 
by Viktor Frankl. So Viktor Frankl was a Holocaust survivor. And it's just a wonderful book about um, just about hope, like not not losing hope yeah. for the future. They they were actually I think he was a clinical psychologist um, and he developed a thing called excuse me. Called logos therapy, um, but they were actually able to predict when people were going to pass away because they would lose hope. Oh, for wow. they would lose hope for tomorrow. Wow. Um Fantastic book. Yeah. And the third one, which is a recent read, you know, those other two books are pretty are pretty safe. Mm-hmm. I would say the third one is not as safe. I don't agree with everything in the book, which I'm a huge proponent of reading things you don't agree with. Okay. Um, I like that. But it was The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry hmm. by a gentleman named uh, John Mark Comer. Okay. Uh, and it really, like, I think that really frames a lot of the things that uh, that I'm thinking about and going through mm-hmm. right now because you know our our culture and our society is just moving at breakneck speed. Yeah. And yeah. I, I really think we need to slow down. Yeah. I agree with that for sure. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. What, what what do you want people to walk away with from yeah. this podcast from this conversation we just had? What's one thing? Yeah, this this was hard too. Uh <laughs> coming up with one thing. So Yeah, for sure. I think I, I I drilled it down into into one word one word which was intrigue. Mm-hmm. Um, I really want people to be uh, intrigued by the things that we talk about, yeah. potentially the resources that we present, mm-hmm. um, who we are as people, uh, even as we bring other people onto the podcast. Um, what we do as a firm, mm-hmm. you know, I really think that um, you know we people's curiosity need to be peaked sure. for them to, you know, move forward into anything that's, that's transforming. Yeah. So there has to be, uh, you know, I thought about this on the trip, you know, most people, you know, most adult development happens, uh, happens around fear or trauma, like something bad happens. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think even from our faith perspective, like it really has to happen around faith and hope. Yeah. Like there has to be, there has to be hope for something better to move forwards towards as opposed to, you know, fear of something in the past. Yeah. Trauma, I believe, gives us, it gives us perspective, right? We don't, we don't really know, we don't appreciate, this gets back to the core value of gratitude. Yeah. We don't really appreciate being healthy unless we've really been sick. Yeah. Right? So it, it's this, these things exist in a, in a dichotomy. Yeah. So I guess that would be my one takeaway is I hope, I hope everyone's curiosity is peaked. Yeah. Um, that they have a healthy level of intrigue. And hope to continue to tune in. Yeah, absolutely. Love it, man. Yeah. Awesome. Well, guys, thank you so much for uh, joining us today. Yeah. Again, I'm I'm so excited about this, man. This is just going to be. I mean, I really thoroughly enjoyed this. Yeah. No, I'm I'm uh, I mean, I'm excited too. This, this is awesome. Yeah. So thank you so much for sharing your story. Um, I can't wait to share others. Yes. And I can't wait to. Uh, to do more episodes. I mean, we've got what? I think we have like 15 or so episodes. Yeah, planned. we had a lot when we when we brainstormed. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, coming in the future, we plan on having all the partners on yeah. from Gaddis Primber Wealth Advisors sort of telling their story yeah. and then, you know, how that how that culminates as a firm yeah. uh, into what we do, you know, and then bringing in other centers of influence yep. from our communities, uh, really trying to, to highlight their businesses and even their, even their path to where they, to where they got to be. Yeah, love it. Thanks again, guys. Stay tuned for more.
Um, we're going to make this available wherever you listen to podcasts. It'll also be video. Obviously, we're, we're recording all this, so there'll yep. be video podcasts available as well. So, all right. Thanks again, guys. Yeah. Thanks, Josh. Yeah, Appreciate it. Thanks, you. man. Awesome.